Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Backstory. Now, last week, we talked about hydration and the importance of drinking water, especially here in New York City, where it's been very hot and humid. And kind of related to that is that the U.S. Senate just passed a bill to fight climate change, which was aimed to reduce carbon emissions and shift many consumers to green energy. So hopefully that will have a positive impact on global warming. But today we aren't talking about climate change. We're talking about something else. And that is vitamin D. So what is vitamin D and what are some of the health benefits from vitamin D? So first of all, it's no secret to anyone that vitamin D is an essential nutrient. And it's actually not just a nutrient. It's actually a hormone that our bodies create. Many of us know that vitamin D helps our bodies absorb and retain calcium and phosphorus, both which are very important to building strong bones. And also laboratory studies have shown that vitamin D can also reduce cancer cell growth, can help control infections and reduce inflammation. But more rigorous studies need to be done in humans. Basic science has shown that many organs and tissues in the body actually have vitamin D receptors, which suggest that there are probably even more important roles in the body beyond just bone health. So let's get into what is vitamin D. Well, Vitamin D is ubiquitous in our diet. Uh, You can find it in most breakfast staples like eggs and milk and even some fortified orange juice, mushrooms, and some more fatty fish like halibut and salmon contain a good amount of vitamin D. As a hormone, your body actually makes vitamin D when direct sunlight converts a chemical in your skin into the active form of vitamin D known as calciferol. So that begs the question, how is vitamin D different from other vitamins in your body? Well, like I mentioned earlier, vitamin D behaves much less like a vitamin and much more like a hormone. And that means that vitamin D acts as a messenger rather than a participant in metabolism, potentially affecting everything from weight loss to how organs actually function. So the question for you is, how do you know if you have enough vitamin D? Well, the recommended daily allowance of vitamin D is 600 international units, IU, for most people less than 70 years old. And both the Institute of Medicine and the Food and Nutrition Board suggest that people over 70 years old have 800 international units per day. But really, it's not that easy to get that much vitamin D from diet and even sunlight alone. If you think about the average American diet... Through food and drink, you only get up to 300 international units per day. And even if you're someone who drinks milk or fortified milk with vitamin D, you're still only getting about 100 international units per 8-ounce glass of milk. And this is why the Endocrine Society recommends that adults take 1,500 to 2,000 international units per day in supplements to avoid vitamin D deficiency. And that's why so many people take vitamin D. But how do you know which one to take? So vitamin D supplements are available in two forms. Vitamin D2, which is known as ergocalciferol, or pre-vitamin D, and vitamin D3, which is called cholecalciferol. Now, both of these are natural occurring forms that are produced in the presence of the sun's ultraviolet B rays, 
hence the nickname the sunshine vitamin. But vitamin D2 is primarily produced in plants and fungi like mushrooms. And vitamin D3 is produced in animals, including humans. And there's some ongoing debate whether vitamin D3, cholecalciferol, is better than vitamin D2, ergocalciferol, at increasing blood levels of the vitamin. And in a meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials that compared the effects of both D3 and D2 supplements on blood levels, the research found that vitamin D3, which is the one that's found in animals, tends to raise the blood concentrations of the vitamin more and sustain those levels a little bit longer than vitamin D2. It's important to remember that vitamin D production in the skin is the primary natural source of vitamin D, but many people have insufficient levels because they either live in places where sunlight is limited in the winter or because they have limited sun exposure due to being inside most of the time. Also, what's interesting is that people with darker skin tend to have lower levels of vitamin D because the pigment melanin actually acts as a shade, which reduces that chemical interaction in the production of vitamin D. But it's also important to note that this protective pigment in the skin melanin also reduces the damaging effects of the sunlight, which can cause skin cancer. So there's a little bit of a pro and con there. So how do you know what your vitamin D levels actually are? So remember, the vitamin D is obtained from sun exposure, from foods, from supplements, and it's typically biologically inert in the body, which means it's actually inactive in that form. In the body, vitamin D has to undergo two chemical reactions known as hydroxylations to become active. So the first one occurs in the liver, which converts vitamin D to 25-hydroxyvitamin D, which is also known as calcidiol. And the second chemical reaction occurs in the kidney, and this forms the physiologically active vitamin D known as 1,25-dihydroxyvitamin D, also known as calcitriol. So serum concentrations of 25-hydroxyvitamin D is currently the main indicator of vitamin D status because it reflects how much vitamin D is produced endogenously, and that is which is obtained from foods and supplements. In the serum, 25-hydroxyvitamin D has a pretty long half-life about 14 days. In contrast to that, the 1,25-hydroxyvitamin D is probably not a good indicator of vitamin D status because it has such a short half-life. So if you're out there getting your vitamin D levels checked, be sure to check for 25-hydroxyvitamin D. So then the question is, what are the normal ranges for vitamin D? Well, there's a lot of discussion regarding normal whether it's the lab you use or some of the experts you speak with, vitamin D is measured in nanograms per milliliter. And while many experts recommend a level between 20 and 40, other specialists and endocrinologists recommend a level between 30 and 50. What I would say is that 30 nanograms per milliliter is kind of on the low end of normal, and it doesn't really cut it if you want to best support your health and mental well-being. So I believe, after looking through the data and some of the research studies, that in order to obtain the optimal level of vitamin D, you must be in the 50-plus range of nanograms per milliliter. And this is probably the best for your immune health, bone health, and more. So what are some of those benefits of vitamin D, and what does the research show? Well, the first is obvious, and it's bone health. We know that vitamin D is a nutrient that your body needs to build and maintain your healthy bones. And that's because your body can only absorb calcium, which is the primary component of bone, 
when vitamin D is present. Osteoporosis, which is low bone mineral density, is probably one of the main causes of fracture and broken bones in the elderly. And the Mayo Clinic describes osteoporosis as the bone disease that results when the cycle of new bone creation and old bone loss becomes unbalanced. And there is more bone loss when there is bone creation. And the most at-risk group of developing osteoporosis is actually postmenopausal women. A large meta-analysis of 12 randomized controlled trials, which included more than 42,000 patients, it included mostly women, and it looked at vitamin D supplementations. And the researchers found that the higher intakes of vitamin D supplements, about 800 units per day, reduced both hip and non-spine fractures by 20%, while the lower end, which took 400 units a day, really did not offer any prevention benefit. What's also compelling is that vitamin D may actually help build muscle strength by preserving muscle fibers, which in turn help patients prevent falls. This is the most common problem that leads to substantial disability and death in older individuals. Another one of the health benefits of vitamin D is the potential to improve symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. And while vitamin D's potential role in helping prevent or manage clinical depression is still unclear because of limited research, what researchers have found and still believe that a person's vitamin D level may indeed play a role in the risk of seasonal depression. And to show this, a review of 7,500 patients found that those experiencing negative symptoms who received vitamin D supplements actually noticed an improvement in their symptoms. And vitamin D supplementation may actually help people with depression who also have vitamin D deficiency. There is also some research that suggests that low levels of vitamin D in the blood are also associated with cognitive decline, but more research in this area is necessary. So what about cancer protection? So the backstory on vitamin D and cancer is that nearly 30 years ago, researchers noticed that there was a relationship between colon cancer deaths and geographic location. And what they found was that people who lived in higher latitudes, such as northern United States, had higher rates of death related to colon cancer than people who live closer to the equator. And this led to the hypothesis that low vitamin D levels might somehow increase colon cancer risk. So some animal and laboratory studies have found that vitamin D can surely inhibit the development of tumors and slow the growth of existing tumors, including those from breast, ovary, prostate, and even some epidemiologic studies with humans showed that high serum levels of vitamin D are associated with substantially lower rates of pancreatic, prostate, and other cancers. All that being said, the evidence is strongest in colorectal cancer. However, some clinical trials have not found a consistent association Although vitamin D does not seem to be a major factor in reducing cancer incidence, there is evidence from randomized controlled trials that suggest that having a higher vitamin D status may actually improve survival if you develop cancer. So you can see there are tremendous benefits of vitamin D supplementation to optimize your health. So what are my takeaways? First, vitamin D is an important fat-soluble vitamin. It is also a hormone that's important for your bone health and other functions of your body. For those of you out there who may have a vitamin D deficiency, supplementation can improve your strength and it may actually reduce some symptoms of depression. And deficiency is fairly common, so it's important to take steps 
to get your recommended daily amount of vitamin D through either food, sunlight, or supplements. But regarding sunlight, keep in mind that there are health risks associated with prolonged ultraviolet ray exposure. And if you suspect that you have a vitamin D deficiency, talk to your doctor about getting a blood test. And remember, check the adequate level to make sure it's optimized. But beyond that, take care of your health, boost your health, boost your immunity, and we've got your back. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D dot com.